All right, people, welcome back to the uh, first episode of your favorite hip hop podcast in no particular order. Uh, this is Evan, the third host, and I'm joined by always by host on this, my co host on this show, D Mac. What's good, D Mac? Yo, what's up? What's up? I'm much out here maintaining. Yeah, same here, man. So this is the first podcast that I am officially recording of the year, and I'm glad that it's, it's with the most highly rated podcast on the uh, our podcast network, as I've said before. Um, so as so this is going to be our third annual, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Damn, time fucking flies, bro. Yeah. Damn, our third annual year wrap up where we do our our end of the year awards. Um, I don't think we've ever came up with a name for this award show. We just like the best of something, and uh, maybe before I put this out, we'll converse about it and, and try to come up with a name for it. Because uh, saying like the year wrap up, that's just corny because everybody does that. Saying the best of the year, and, and that's what it is. But there's some bad categories on here too. But yeah, in any event, it's going to be our 20, 2020 um, award show. Um. And if you listen to our previous award shows, like, you know what to expect. We didn't change the format, and, and we didn't change the categories, but of course we changed our answers, hopefully. And if we didn't change our answers, uh, that just means that people are being very consistent. Um, okay, uh, so where would you like to start in the awards? Um, let's start in the... Mix it up here. Let's start in the... Trash Project column. Trash Project, okay. Alright, did, did you want to go first? Yeah, I'll I go first. Alright. Alright, this one this one might shock you. Okay. This one probably will shock you a lot. Coming from me, anyway. But for the Trash Project... Oh, Trash Project, not best. We're doing Trash Project of the Year. Trash Project, okay. not right. best. Trash, trash. Trash. Alright, let me uh get that queued up one second. Okay, ready. All right. All right. Uh, I chose music to be murdered by. <laughs> <laughs> that is surprising, but I'm happy that you're finally seeing things clearly. <laughs> Man, I, it, it hurts my heart to to bring it as a trash project, but it, I mean, it is what it is. All right. I got called Spade to Spade. Mm-hmm. Yes, I liked Certain songs, yeah, I did like on there. He had like twenty some songs. Mm. Then he got a B side to it too. That yeah. just came out yep. like a month ago. Yep. That's that's like I I, I listened to a couple tracks on. I'm like I'm still like man, like man, you get mad at Snoop Dogg because he said you ain't on his top five, top ten. I'm like if you listen to Snoop, he talking about folks before y'all, not right now. I'm like come on man, you can't say oh this dude, you know I'm I, they he's saying daily he looking up to. Uh, whether it's, uh, Rakim or, uh, who else? Uh, uh, let me see, Rakim, LL Cool J, IST, whoever. He's talking about p- folks before him. Right. That created, that made him want to rap. So basically, they like the, you know, in, in Zupas, they are the founders. He said he, in his eyes, he would never be as best in them. Because he listened to them to put in and would listen to them put him on to what he created and so forth and so forth just like every other rapper. So I don't know for him to get butthurt by that 
that, that I don't know. That that to me that sounds like you know like a weak like a punk move in a way. Like uh, he's saying I am his top five or whatever. Like come on man. Anywho, uh, I like to maybe probably out of the whole album all together. I, I'm gonna even include B side. <laughs> okay. Probably like five songs. Damn. And that's like thirty something songs, thirty or forty songs over there. I only like five. That, that tells you a lot. Yeah. And it's just, it's just to me, his he need a a better. Uh, I'm not gonna say get with the times, but he could, he could, his style of rapping, he could always he could do outdo anybody his style of rap. He could take somebody flow do the same damn thing they do. But my whole thing is, I I just kind of need you to kind of talk about something that, all right, what's going on out here? What's this or what's that? Or, you know, put some more uplifting or not uplifting, but put some more folks uh, that's relevant, new rappers that's coming up in your, basically in your album. Mm-hmm. Because some of the rappers he did, yeah, he had one or two, but some of them just like some people that phased out, you know what I mean? So. It's kind of like, dude, let's, let's get some, some folks more relevancy. Let's get some, you could go Detroit down south or be creative with it. You know what I'm saying? Like make an album that, cause he's, he's trying. I think when I listened to that Lil Wayne, um, interview, interview. with him and Lil Wayne, they, how he explained it was he's having trouble to find what to say. So if, if you got trouble with what to say, you could figure it out. If somebody pissed you off, you could figure out what to say. Because all you're going to do is come with a comeback album at them. But just figure out what to say. Like, what's going on? This, that, and third. Uh, who? Matter of fact, the Kid Cudi song. I actually like that song. Uh, I think it's like Adventures of Slim Shady or some, something like that. That song, he was, he was, he, him and Kid Cudi was, they was, they was at it on, they was on, on that, on that track. I almost forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. But, and I was like, that's the Eminem you need. He brought up literally everything was going on. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what the topic was of the song, but he brought up everything that was going on fire as, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, uh, um, folks getting killed in the street, minorities, you know, getting killed left and right, this, that, and the third. Like, he even said, fuck Drew Brees in that movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah, yeah, because Drew Brees had said some shit yeah. where he was, I don't know if you remember, but he had said some stuff about, uh. All Lives Matter, wasn't it? Yeah, he got, basically, he got trapped in a question. And it, 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 to be fair, because somebody was like, what did the flag mean to you? And they were talking about folks kneeling and stuff. That's what they meant, the reporter meant. But what Drew Brees was thinking was like, oh, I, it matters this to me, you know. He thought about his grandfather back in World War Two and all this other stuff, and then people was just like, "What?" Like they was like thrown off by it. But anywho, he apologized and did what he needed to do. But man, overall, Eminem needs to either need to sit the fuck down forever. <laughs> That's what he needs to do. I, I ain't gonna say. I wasn't gonna say that. He needs to <laughs> sit down. It just retire, chill back, you know, earn your paper, do some, uh, uh, entrepreneurial stuff, but I don't think that's in his blood. Not like that. Like, not, not hardcore like that anyway. He should bring back his shady clothing brand? <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> but, or, 
or rap, but rap with some relevancy, man. The people, I say this, people do hate. He gets a lot of hate for, he gets a lot of hate for, like, unknown reason, but he also gets still a lot of love. The hate comes from the new generation looking at him like, look, dude, you too old and all that. We ain't rapping like that no more. You saying all this bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Like, we over that, you know? And then the new, old generation's kind of like, that's the shit we need to talk about. He's bringing out lyrics and all this other stuff. I get it, but he needs the relevancy part as content about what he rapping about. And I mean, content like what's going on or some new shit, like not some back in the day shit, unless he wants to go back in the day with it. But he can make another album because they've heard murder music theme, like the Alvin Chase Scott. I thought that was creative, but it was kind of like, eh, you could have went a better way with it. But the way you went with it was trash. So, so I got to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then, like, one of my biggest issues with him is the fact that, bro, all you talk about is killing people. Like, you're not like on some thug shit, on some fucking made up fucking serial killer type shit. That's corny to me, number one, especially him being like 85 years old now. And then, two, um, to your point about the kids not liking him, I feel like the kids kind of should like him because. Because the emo rap shit, he was basically the first emo rapper that was popular. If you think about it, yeah, you can say that. Yeah, because yeah. all he did on the first album, then like when I was a twelve-year-old kid, I fucked with it. But as an adult, I'm like, you're a whiner. Uh, was talking about his mommy didn't love him, or uh, he didn't have a daddy, or uh, girls don't want to fuck him, and he just whined all the fucking time. And that's all these kids do today too. Because um, shit, like you heard that new dude. He's one of these new rap rock, I mean, rap R&B hybrids, which, again, I don't mind. Uh, but Rod Wave for that song, I think I found the girl of my dreams. He's a big fan. Oh, yeah. Fat nigga. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that song's good, but all of his other songs of him whining, talking about being suicidal, having PTSD because the bitch broke his heart. Like, come on, bro. It's because you're fat, man. Maybe if you lost some of that weight and got your blood pressure down, <laughs> you might be fine. So yeah, but I feel like the kid would embrace M more than they do be, due to the fact that he's him and Kanye a little bit. Well, these new emo rappers are probably equal parts M, Wayne, and Kanye. But certain parts of Kanye and Wayne and all of M. So M has a little bit more uh, in, in terms of what I hear. On the kids, but okay. Uh, my uh, most trash project of the year. Um, I had a hard time thinking about this one because uh, 2020, as we all know, was a very fucked up year, and not a lot of shit came out good or bad. Um, but ultimately, uh, this one is going to be my most trash project of the year because of the timing of it, and because what this was an answer to, and I don't think it did that well financially and um but uh it is Daystar by Tory Lanez. Um okay. Tory Lanez was on top of the world as we talked about I think last episode or two episodes ago. Um he was making the best music of his career. He was he had, he had the best female rapper in the game wearing his chain as the kids say. And then he he fucked it all up. And then he put out this this overwrought album 
to try to explain it without explaining it to make him seem like he was a victim and all this other shit. And it was just, <laughs> it, it just showcased the worst of all of his talent. And it was just, a, it, it was just so fucking, it was like, it felt like it was 35 tracks or long. Every song was like 85 minutes long. It was just so fucking long. On, on first hearing it, and then we hear people talk about it and the things that he talks about on the album, it's intriguing and makes you want to seek it out. But when you actually listen to it, or like if you're, if you're, if like, uh, like I told you uh, before the actual show started, I drive for my new job like, pretty far sometimes, and, um, yeah. putting that shit on will make me go to sleep, because every fucking song is so fucking long, and it's, like, disorienting, and so, um, the, the album is trash for those reasons, and also because I think we all can agree that Tory Lanez was in the wrong for what is speculated that he did, I do think that he probably did do what they're saying that he did, um, and his explanations for it were kind of cockamamie, in my opinion, and hearing the album talk about it and address it, when he still doesn't really... It's like when people say, especially in the social media age, tune into my live, I'm going to talk about the issue that happened. Okay, like uh, like with Cameron, Cameron was one of the first ones that did it that I can recall. Like Cameron was going to talk about his issue with, I think, Mace or, or uh, fucking Jim Jones. So... He went on uh, Instagram Live. He had on like a a, a bathrobe that was kind of pimp. He uh, then he was drinking some shit. Like he had a, a, a cold ass table and shit. But he went on for like fifty five minutes and didn't talk about the mace and or fucking Jim Jones shit at all. So that's what this album is, in my opinion. It's him trying to just fucking pad a fucking album, not really talking about anything or saying anything. And then it shows off the the worst of his trying to rap sing shit that he does on. On fucking auto tune. So uh, yeah, so <laughs> Daystar by Tory Lanez is my most trash project of 2020. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> Did you ever hear it? Yeah, mm. it was trash. Yep. The first song on there told everything that needed to be said. Yeah, because now I even think about it, because when I was searching through doing some you know research. That shit, that that album never even popped up <laughs> as far as like everybody you know reporting stuff online and stuff. It didn't even pop up as best or worst. It was just like <laughs> it didn't get no drive to it at all. I think people literally forgot about that album. Like it was left for dead. I mean, that was probably Jay Z's doing, like when he uh suppressed Chris Brown for like two or three years. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but trash. Um, so, do you want to book in that one with the best project of the year, or or something else? I will go with the best project. All right. Uh, did you want to go ahead? I uh, the best project I picked was Royce the Five Nine, mm. the allegory. Did I say it right? Yes, <laughs> yes, you did. You did. All right, because I, I I be pronouncing stuff all fucked up from time to time. Shit. I don't know what be up with me. No, you good. I pronounced a lot of shit wrong. Say shit wrong. So, so, so you're good, bro. Yeah, that project, man. I think wrong. It, to me, it came out wrong time during 2020. But the content in it was good, and it, it where it picked up at it was just it's talking about. Uh, it was that actually. You know what? It 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 actually picked up. Well, it picked up better than I thought 
because it was it was wrong timing for it, but it it was wrong but right timing. And what I mean by wrong timing, like sales, if you really trying to get it out there and kind of push it, push the album like you want, it wasn't gonna get no play because of COVID and everything that was going on, like going on around the nation. But the thing was, some of the stuff he was talking about in the album, you have to think he had prepared this album like he'd been preparing this album for months, well before COVID and all uh, the activism even jumped off. But yet, when this album hit, this that's the shit he was talking about. It, 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 it's kind of mind-boggling a little bit. Some of the shit, like, majority of the stuff that was on there, you know, talking about financial wealth, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he had his, I don't think he had his kid, but the one in the little, he was talking about, uh, it was basically this, this, uh, kid, he was talking, well, he wasn't talking to him, I don't think. It was literally into a grown man, he was talking to his son, and he was telling him about financial wealth, building, building, uh, uh, well, for him and his family to continue on for generations and generations, uh, telling him that, you know, me buying toys on Christmas, like, what would that do to you? And it was kind of like, you know, financially cri- crippled. It would cripple me thinking that stuff will be given to me instead of me earning it. It was on the, the level of that. Like, it, it was crazy. Well, but then he also. Oh, that was just an interlude, though. <laughs> yeah, was this the one that had the uh, song about the uh, uh, the ice cream truck on it? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we, we, that's why I said the, the the song, the album was literally it was almost before it, it was it was right on time, but not on time in a way. But uh, oh, hold on, give me a minute. Yeah. yeah, but uh, it it was it was a. Uh, the album had, I remember when he was talking about his mom being fake. I think that one was on here, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's talking about his mom was fake, but like, kind of like Miss Parker across the street, and she was that fake just because. <laughs> but, I mean, solid album. I just think, I think that the content was kind of meant to be, uh, off the jump. It was, it was right on time far as 2020 involved. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't on time because it could get yeah, pushed better than what it was. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's 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 how I feel. Because it was like it, it was kind of like damn, like this dude was thinking about some shit. He was thinking of the shit that's going on right now, like bring bring to the front front of your face. Far as you know, violence, uh, black suppression, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, you know, black folks getting killed out here. The whole nine yards, police and all that shit, you know. It's just crazy. And then when you look at the shit that just happened with the Capitol too, whew, that was a whole different story. But. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, that came out early 2020, didn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like earlier, like fucking January or some shit, right? Nah, it was... Nah, I don't think it's like right before they closed shit down. Yeah, like yeah, like like right before they closed shit down. I feel like yeah, it was like right before. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I'll be honest, man. I gave that shit one play when I was at my old job doing like some busy work because I I remember that that store was closed down, but we were so dear there like doing like a remodel, and um, I played his last one and, and this one back to back, so. I have to oh, say, damn. yeah, uh, <laughs> this was definitely a, a spiritual successor from the from like the previous album. But I feel that sonically, 
that previous album was a lot better. So I played that one like maybe four or five times. But the new one, I, liked nah, it. I played it one time. Like, um, I do, I do like that. Don't get me wrong. I do like the old one better than the new one. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the previous one better than the new one. The new one was good. It was super good. But it's just the old one had just a, a different feel to it. It was put together better. Yeah. Because I, I feel like this one, he was pulling like his nice shit and trying, trying to not let the beat override what he's trying to say. I get what you're saying. But yeah, um, in terms of a message, it definitely is a great album. Um, it just for me, like it lacks something sonically. Um, but yeah, like that's a good choice, and I, I honestly forgot that that came out. Yeah, me too. But uh, so my top album of the year is like the polar opposite of that album because like, while yours had a lot to say about the world and the environment and and wealth and uh, child rearing and everything like that, this one had nothing. It had nothing to say at all. But <laughs> uh, but I, I still love it, and um, I was almost gonna pick some gangster shit. But then, like, I changed my mind because I thought about albums that included rapping that I enjoyed the most this past year. And it's the same one that, that I talked about on our summer wrap up, and that's Simon B by uh, Chris Brown and Young Thug. Okay. Um, the, There's not much to say about it. It's obviously a party album, but, like, there has really good songs there, like Big Slimes is a good song. Uh, of course, like, The Go Crazy, which. Which inspired like the Go Crazy Challenge, which was a pretty sh- dumb challenge. I mean, but all of these challenges and like any TikTok shit are dumb to fuck me because I'm old. Um, but then um, there's not. As a matter of fact, man, I can't think of any skips on that album. I I, I put a whole and, and it's not short either. There's at least 17 tracks, and like I don't skip one time. And then like they got uh they, they put out that new song has a video uh about the city girls. In the city. That that shit cold as fuck too. Like so, in terms of of a of a sonically well put together album, I would say that Simon Simon B is my favorite album of of twenty twenty. That's all I've got to say about that. Um, all right. So where do you want to go next? Uh, you want to go for uh for the culture. Sounds good. All right. So who is your, well, who wins your award for the, for the culture? That, that. Right, for the, for the culture, I picked for 2020, uh, the producers that produced and made the versus battle and created the versus battle. That's on now on Apple music and streaming on YouTube, uh, Timberland and Swiss beats and same. The, Oh, for <laughs> yep. and, and the main reason I could put it in a nutshell for the reason why I picked them was because of the fact that, uh, man, 2020 was rough for a lot of people mm-hmm. and then they figured out a way to get the music and people's spirits, you know, back up from, you know, being cooped up at home or not working or, yep. you know, all they trouble, they troubles and they testimonies that they had, uh, during the whole, uh, COVID nineteen virus spread. So, yeah, they 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 really up, I say they uplifted me. That's for damn sure. Because I was following that shit ever since they had uh Manny Fresh and uh 
Scott Storch. <laughs> that was a good one that kind of got slipped on, too. Because, yeah, like, that's back when it first started. Like, the first one was, like, fucking, uh, fucking Sean Garrett and fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some obscure, real deep cuts black people shit. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. And then when they started getting into the, the Lil John, the T-Pain, and... You know, and then all of a sudden it was like, fuck it, we're going to start getting, then they start getting more artists instead of producers. Mm-hmm. And then they went from there. But first it was out like DJ cuts, then yep. they just started getting the artists. And then I think they, after that, they just stuck with artists because it, it kind of, it made more sense. That way you can have an artist rap or play they cut and go from there. Uh, the baby face and, uh, the baby face and, and Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley, that's just, ooh, that was the shit. That's when to put them, I think that <laughs> that took it to a whole other level, like because all yeah. of the all, all of the coonery and buffoonery that happened, and all of the fucking shade the fucking baby face throw it at a fucking Teddy Riley, and like his classy Man. ass way. I know, classy I know. ass motherfucker. Like baby face did that shit so smooth, so he, smooth. Like, he, <laughs> but he was he was clowning that nigga hard as fuck though. I know, I know. <laughs> Man, that shit, man. I, I'm gonna have to rewatch that shit again. But yeah, man, he was finding his ass hard as well. I wish that I was as smooth and cool <laughs> as fucking Babyface and classy. Yeah, cause I'm real. not that classy. Oh, for real. Then you got Teddy Riley, his ass looking like he, like somebody granddaddy in the background or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But then, man. But then you also. The thing I do like about the verses too, learn a lot of history. Everybody will break down where they was at, what they was doing, or what was going on, or whatever case may be. You'd be like, damn, or I made this song for blah, blah, blah. Like, when you get all that history, you're like, damn, I didn't didn't know that. I did not know that. Because, like, when Babyface said them songs that he was saying, I was like, damn, he made all them songs? Like, Jesus, yeah, me do my homework. Bro, in the 90s, (laughs) in the late 80s, early 90s, R&B was three niggas. Well, four if you count R. Kelly. But people who made shit for... Well, R. Kelly also made shit for uh, other people. But R&B was Babyface, Teddy Riley a little bit. He was more late 80s. R. Kelly mm-hmm. and uh, motherfucking um, like Babyface, R. Kelly, Teddy Riley, and uh, fucking Jimmy Jam and uh, Terry Lewis. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that like they ain't popped a boner yet. You know what? I yeah, I didn't even think. Of, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't either. Cause I was just watching the uh, the new edition. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. New new edition movie yesterday. That's why I was like, cause they made a lot too. A yeah. lot, a lot of shit, bro. <laughs> uh, a fucking Janet Jackson. A new edition. Bobby Brown. Fucking. Yeah, Bev DeVoe. Bev DeVoe. <laughs> fucking new kids on the block. <laughs> new kid, yep. Yep. But yeah, um, versus is definitely the best thing that happened for the culture in 2020. I think that's really irrefutable due to the fact that it started because of, of lockdown. If not for lockdown or quarantine, it would never happen. And it started from the most altruistic uh, fucking motive. It was just like, okay, everybody's in the house bored. Me and Tim, as brothers, me saying that like as a, as a fucking Swiss Beats. Gonna get together and play like our heads back to back to back, and now some other motherfuckers <laughs> want to do it. So it came through the most 
organic means. I just wanted like give us shit to do during lockdown to us bring bring some joy to. It. And then I like that how now that it's getting bigger. It seems like they still have control over it. Like they're partnering up with all these other people, but they aren't like but but they won't sell it. And I, and I, and I like that because really at this point Timberland and, and Swiss Beats don't need them on money anyway. Yeah, they sure don't. So having an ownership on it and bringing on partners is the best way to do it. And I respect the fact that that's how they're doing it and keeping it that way. Hopefully it stays away forever, but only time will tell. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's a great thing. I um, and. and in terms of our culture, it had the best moments of last year. It had a moment with fucking Teddy Riley and Babyface. It had the fucking uh, E-40 and Two Short Moments. It had the fucking moments with uh, Brandy and Monica. So, like, they brought together yeah. people, like, thought that... Young Jeezy yep. and, and Gucci. Yep. Shit. Had some of the best moments this year, like, in like, terms of, yeah. uh, of our culture. And then, like, I like that they're trying to bring together people that uh, you thought would never do something like that and, and be in the same room. Because getting Gucci Mane and fucking Jeezy in the same room is something that I thought would never happen. Yeah, for real. Ever in life. And they managed to do it. And then, and it also was big that no violence happened afterwards or during. Yes, yeah, so that definitely is, is, is the best thing that our culture has seen. And honestly, in, in, a, in a long fucking time. Okay, so that was uh, one that we both had. Uh, let's see. So who do you, what award do you want to give out next? Uh, let's go to Let Knives Down Award. Okay. <laughs> so, who gets your award for 2020 for Letting Knives Now? Mine is pretty simple. Okay. And it is Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he even existed. I know, right? Every time I, I forget he exists until he says something. And I said this before on, like, you see, uh, maybe like, it was probably about three or four shows ago when I brought up the whole No Name and J. Cole thing. J. Cole's, he wrote a song. Boom. He, he drops the song. The song is literally talking about No Name. But, you know, he doesn't say her name. But he talks about how educated she is and, you know, how for the, how educated she is, how for the culture she is, how woke she is. But then he, tells her that her tone is kind of like, cause she ended up calling out beforehand. She ended up calling out saying, where are your favorite rappers when we out here on the street protesting, blah, 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 where you at? And she's talking about the Drake's, the Go's, the, the, the Kendrick's. And as she says this, even though Cole was out there, mm-hmm. she, she, he's like, well, damn, look, it's not, how, how can I put this? It's not, he's not to come to the forefront and try to lead a group of people on some activist shit. That's not his lane. That's, that's, if you're looking for J. Cole as a role model, you're like, oh, he's going to be our leader just because he tells you in his tracks experiences of, uh, how he feel, how he feel and what's going on, uh, from, from what's going on around the world. How he feels what's going on to how he grew up to, you know, um, 
all the emotions that he's going through and he putting them on track basically he's setting the soundtrack for the activist to start mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying yeah. that's that's his lane he's doing the soundtrack he's not a leader like oh we gonna ride with you know J. Cole cause you know he said this 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 on the, on the track you know he about it you know he could lead us to freedom no that that's not no he's just telling you he going through the same shit you going through right. This is his pain. This is how he feel, and this is how he dealt with it. That's what he did. That's what he did. He laid the blueprint. So when he coming up to her, he drops his album or the song. It was a very good song, even though I don't even know why he dropped it. But I guess from from the tweet and from what he dropped and how he dropped it, it was more of a shout out in a way <laughs> because he said to look. He said to uh, basically follow no name on Twitter. She got, uh, basically, like, she got books, she got this, she got that, she put a call, blah, blah, blah. Because basically, for people to say, hey, man, why don't you out here leave? He's like, nah, follow her because I'm following her. Because mm-hmm. she's the one, she's the one who's out there protesting. She's the one who's, you know, ten toes down on the ground, you know what I mean? So, and he gives her a shout out, but she felt it was a diss. What's name felt it was a diss just because he said, oh, kind of watch your tone. He said, watch the tone in a way. He said he didn't like your tone because of the fact that how you coming at folks, you coming at folks indirectly. If you feel they're not for the causes that are there, well, why don't you reach out to them? Hey, man, why you ain't here? Hey, we looking for you. Hey, don't just kind of, oh, where your favorite rappers at now? They saying this, saying that. They telling their experiences. They they not living the groundwork like you doing. Celebrities are not cultural leaders, and I hate the fact yeah. that everyone does it. But it, it, it's something that works because uh, like whenever there is an election, they always get these fucking celebrities to tell people who to vote for. Unless you are a celebrity who is really about that being socially active, I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm gonna vote for Bush because this person told me to, and. and I like their music. That to me, that's dumb as fuck. But it it, it is something that has been pretty effective o- over the years. But I think that that shows how how much of puppets that we can be as people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. You can't you can't do that shit. So now, after he said her shit, he said his shit. J Cole just kind of put out like whatever. You know what I'm saying? I respect you. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Whatever. Then you got fucking Chance the Rapper shining in, coming out the dead, like, oh, he shouldn't say that, man. I ain't lost respect for J. Cole. You know, blah, 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 trying to make him like a misogynist and shit. No, fuck you. Like, man, how about you fucking put some energy, that same damn energy into that <laughs> whack-ass album you put out that don't nobody listen to? You know, I ain't heard what five tracks, and then I was just like, I was appalled by it. Like, <laughs> this motherfucker said appalled. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Like, for real. So, why don't you fucking use that same energy and come out with a good fucking album? Because that last shit you put out was trash. The first one was alright. And then, because everybody granted, was like, oh, change rap, change rap. Yeah, he has some good shit on there for, you know, a rookie rapper. Alright, cool. He good. Let's see the next one. Trash. He waited like <laughs> two, three, four years for that shit. Yeah. Then we're going to wait two, three years for the next piece of shit trash to come out. Man, come on, man. And then he also said some other shit, too. I can't remember. I can't recall what it was. He is so fucking self-righteous, so it's probably something fucking self-righteous. Yeah, and it wasn't about... Yeah, it wasn't about J. Cole or nothing. It was something. Something something else. Oh! The Terry Crews. There you go. He said something, and then 
then he was rocking with Terry. That was funny. It, right? That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. I remember that now. That was funny. His comeback oh at Terry Crews was that was funny. Was like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> That's why I was just like, that dude just needs to shut the fuck up. Leave it alone. Like, come on now. Like. You say something, then Terry Crews says something like, oh, man, I agree with you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then you're like, oh. That is not what I meant. Nah, that ain't what I said. Hold on, let me rewrite that again. <laughs> that was hilarious. Come on, man. Just shut the fuck up. Use the energy on your next album so it don't be garbage. Move the fuck on. But to me, he trash anyway, so that's all I got to say about his ass. Or better yet, Chance the Rapper, just, just be ch- Chance the Parent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just raise your family, bro. You're a married man now. You you had a short a short but uh un- uneven rap career, and you aren't poor. You, you come from a good family. Like your your dad knew Obama, so like you you have a well connected family, and you probably were a, a fucking plant anyway. From what I hear, it, it's over. Chance, you had your little moment. Just be a good father to your uh children and to. It, and, and and a good husband to your man looking wife. <laughs> Let that be enough. For real. Let that be enough. Um so yeah, like uh that's a very good choice. So uh so my let Nas down award uh for the person who needs to shut the fuck up forever is uh this is, he he he's sweeping the wars from my end, bro, because this is going to Tory Lanes. For him, just not shedding the fuck up forever. Uh, all the Tory Lanez should have done this year is not shoot Meg first and foremost, but that's his hubris and his fucking his fucking uh, his fucking Napoleon complex all got the better of him. And then, but once that happened, if he was gonna deny what happened, fine. But after that, just stop fucking talking. Just don't put out a fucking album. Just stop fucking talking and just fucking wait. Like Chris Brown did, like Chris Brown waited at least a good two or three years, like before he came back. Because unfortunately, people can it's come so back deep. from from abusing other people in the music and entertainment uh, world. Because Sean Connery, R.I.P., he admitted to fucking Barbara Walters like that, like he thinks like women should be slapped. Chris Brown beat up women. Bobby, uh, Bobby Brown had had like some uh, fucking shit on him. R. Kelly came back n- yeah, yeah. N- numerous times. Fucking yep. Uh, not not Chuck, Chuck Berry, James Brown. Uh, the one got married uh, like his cousin who was underage. So you can come back in America from just about anything. Um, but Tory Lanez decided to just keep talking and keep saying this, keep putting out all these fucking puzzles of shit in his fucking whack albums and it's just it isn't working and to this day he's trying to just fuck he's trying so hard to uh get back in because like now like he um he put out a few days ago maybe uh a few weeks ago at this point he put out uh, like a screenshot of him and the baby having a song out which according to everyone else is a very old song that he's fucking trying to capitalize on now that was Oh wow! It was <laughs> recorded prior him shooting Meg, but now like he he he's held on to it for all this time. He's trying to now put it out, but trying to make it seem like the baby is with him 
or at least not not shunning him doing this shit. So now he, he he's come off as desperate, and um, it, it it's it, it's to the point where he let Nas down and he needs to shut the fuck up forever. Uh, so it, it's yeah. So uh, <laughs> Tory Lanez has two of of my worst so far. So that's really all that I have to say about Tory Lanez. Hopefully, I, I don't think he has. I don't think he has um any more of my worst this year. But yeah, but two of the worst ones go to Tory Lanez this year. But uh, let's see. Um, uh, next, do you want to do? New artist of the year. Yep. All right. Would you like it to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go. Uh, my, for new artist of the year, I had put down the late Pop Smoke. Okay. Uh, he was supposed to come out with his album um, this year, but unfortunately, well, unfortunately, he ended up getting killed mm-hmm. at the. Was it the beginning of the year or it was the ending of last year? Uh, it was like April, May. But yeah, he's he supposed to he's supposed to put it out. You know, getting killed because uh, I remember he got killed on his location. Basically, it was like almost like a setup in a way. Because yep. <clears throat> I guess he tweeted Facebook, mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever Instagram where his location was at, and them niggas just rolled up and killed his ass. Which is terrible. Yeah, but these that kids do that stupid ass shit like that, bro. Like, like it, it, it's rules. That I think people in our age bracket who aren't famous and aren't like who aren't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say the word I was going to use because I know that non ankle saxon I mean, the non black people probably listen to the show, <laughs> and I don't give them any fuel. But <clears throat> yeah, um, people need to understand. Don't try to fucking stunt. Don't try to say I'm on vacation. Look at me. And, and if you do have a in vacation pics, post my hoes after you get back. Because even, and sorry, I like to um, take over your ship, like just real quick. Like fucking Dr. Dre. When Dr. Dre was in the hospital, of course, oh, people yeah. know about his house got robbed. Because he, the people. Nice. Yeah, you're right. Because nigga knew he wasn't home. Like, that's it's shit you just can't do. But Dre couldn't really fight that one. But yeah, like, yeah. Don't, don't tell people where you are. Stop trying to stunt so hard. But I'm sorry. As you were. But I, I'm not good. Uh, ended up getting killed. Uh, 50 Cent picked up his stuff. There's a lot of people saying that, you know, he favored 50, the way he raps, certain styles, and all that good stuff. And he, he liked it, 50, you know, kind of embraced 50. So 50 took his album and then basically produced the whole damn thing mm-hmm. and produced the deluxe version, which he dropped, I think, like a month or two ago. Yep. You know, that's the new thing, huh? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, the album went no one on the chart. Yeah. It sold. Yeah. It sold. So, hey, kudos to 50. Kudos to Pop Smoke. Uh, the tracks I heard, I haven't heard, I didn't hear the entirety of the album. Mm-hmm. I heard a couple tracks. I heard the songs on the radio that was getting like heavy rotation. Yeah, he had like that's two or three. Like, yeah, that's why I was like, fuck. So that let me know that it was good. Yeah. <laughs> So, hey, man, kudos to 50, kudos to Pop Smoke. I mean, I wish he was still alive. Uh, I, I wish, I'm actually happy that 50 was able to grab and use it, because I'm not sure. I will say this. 
I'm not sure if that shit would have went number one if it wasn't for 50. It wouldn't have. Like that. I don't think it, yeah. <laughs> now, Pop pop Smoke was starting like the kind of uh, bubble right before he died. Because, like, right before he died, I kept hearing his name a lot. Um, mm-hmm. out, of, out of seemingly nowhere. But, yeah, but um, without that fifth cosign, he would not have gotten all of that pub and have been able to go number one. But, again, when people die, they typically, the music seems to go up in value for whatever reason. But, um, personally, I tried to play the album. I got, like, two, like two or three songs out, and I was not fucking with it. Uh, it could be because, like you said, it sounds like 50. And 50's music, to me, does nothing for me sonically. Yeah. And 2020. Um, but it's it's crazy how 50 is a marketing genius for everyone but himself. <laughs> nah, nah, I still, nah, I give him marketing. I still give him a little marketing. I do give him a lot of hateration, though, because some of that shit that Young Buck was saying, it made sense. Like, Young Buck was saying that they had ideas that a lot of people, uh, distributors was coming towards them right when G-Unit hit. Mm-hmm. And then 50 was like, if they wouldn't give him no money up front, 50 wasn't trying to hear it. That's what he said. That's what it was. That's what Buck said. It was like, he wasn't trying to hear it. He said, he did Young Buck said the damn vitamin water deal was a deal that, you know, some folks came to him with and he came to 50 with. And 50 was like, nah. Then probably wait a couple months later and then all of a sudden he didn't took over the whole goddamn deal. You see what I'm saying? So. See, now, okay, now. I don't give that young book interview any credit and or any and I'm sorry not credit credibility because of how he lied about his 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 lust for transgenders. Oh yeah. Cuz that was a fucking bold-faced lie. And <laughs> at first like damn okay buck okay. That interview was so good that that probably the best Vlad interview in a long long time. <laughs> I was considering fucking with Young Buck's music again until that fucking lie. Because I thought that it was going to end with fucking... Because, like, no, like, that part came out towards the end of the 28-part fucking shit. I thought that it was going to end with, with Buck admitting that he has a sexual attraction towards transgenders. Like, fucking like fucking Malik Yoba said that he, his perfect woman is a woman with, with big titties and a dick. That's basically what uh, fuck Malik <laughs> Yoba said. And who am I to judge... It's not my thing personally. I I I, I am a heterosexual male, but it's not my place to judge anyone. But when Young Buck told those lies, because on the video, on the audio that I heard, he basically was acknowledging that she was a man acting like a woman, and they were in a like a, it wasn't like 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 some random chick from fucking random individual from, from IG. The way that they were talking, that was like an intimate conversation of people who know each other. That wasn't like like that's some random shit. And yeah. and and in the audio that I heard, unless this audio was fucking doctored, I don't think that it was. She was saying that you know that I'm a transgender, and and you don't care. And he's like, come on now, I mean, you can't be out there just telling people though. So for him to act like for him to tell the science fiction story that he told in that interview. Leads me to not believe anything that he fucking says. So <laughs> I can't say that I believe his story is about 50 based on what he did in that situation lying about that shit. And then in 2021, 
I think that Buck could get some type of a fan base if he just admitted to the fact that he is attracted to transgenders. Because Tyga is too, and like, that hasn't hurt Tyga. Although Tyga, like, Tyga is kind of Teflon, because uh, that should have killed Tyga's career. And um, I think that he did admit to it. And then Tyga went on to have, like, the best comeback in 2018. Nah, that's true. But yeah, um, it's funny how Fifty can market everyone but himself. Because <laughs> if Fifty put out new music, new music, because him putting out that song, song for the Canaan show, seems fucking desperate to me. He's like, okay, he is Fifty saying eight years ago. I got lucky with a theme song. I do another theme song, and because it's me, it's going to be a hit. And that shit is garbage, and it's not a fucking hit. It's not nowhere not near as good as Big Red Child. Nah, nah. It's not even close. You said it's kept the same one, but that, I guess they literally keep that for power, power, and power. Well, just for power, whatever. Yeah, for Kane's Rising. Or, and then all... Powerbook, hey, hey, oh yeah, check out, you should check out Powerbook too, though. I think you would like it, or... Watch the end of Power and then the Power Book Two, because I would say Power Book Two then made me look at Tyree way different now. Because I used to hate that boy, like man, you stupid motherfucker. Like, <laughs> can he act now? <laughs> oh hell yeah, because he couldn't act before. Hell yeah, because yeah. it, at the end, been in the game so long. I think he he didn't pick it up. Yeah, that's true. Because that before he was young. Yeah, you know, that's true. But then yeah. he got a little older. He he didn't pick it up a whole lot now, but I, I I just like his swag now instead of him being the kid that you stupid motherfucker like from uh, barbershop too when he was up there hanging with some gang bangers right. and shit and all that shit. I like you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> Teach me the game, ghost. <laughs> oh my god! See, um, people have been saying that Power Book Two is the best that Power has been since like Power Season Three or some shit. So I I have heard that quite a bit. However, I heard that a lot too. I heard that a lot. However, I think that Fifty Fifty Hubers is getting in the way again because they have like five different fucking fucking spinoffs. It's a terrible idea because essentially it seems like either him and Ghost got into it in real life, or Ghost said like he Ghost thinks Ghost. I think that the guy that plays Ghost, his ego got in the way, and he thinks that. He's gonna be like a movie star now, so he quit. Cause everybody else from the show has their own show now. It seems like. I know. Kanan got his that's own. That's pretty dope, though. How they do it? That that's pretty dope. They they can leave Kanan shit out. They this nigga trying to be Marvel, bro. This nigga trying to be Marvel. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and we've seen nobody can be Marvel but Marvel. Star Wars tried it, it ain't work. DC tried it, it ain't work. Fucking. <laughs> fucking. Uh, Fucking the mummy tried it. It ain't work. It's not gonna work. Yeah, it ain't gonna work. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's Ivy Marvel. <laughs> and then like uh, with Power, bro. For the first couple seasons of Power was good as fuck. Power, the first season of Power, the first two seasons are probably the best black TV show ever. But then it started going off the wall when Kanan got burned up. Then he 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 got burned to death, but he came back and just put some burn cream on himself and like he was fully healed. Yeah, I know. That's what started going and fucking soap like daytime soap opera. It turned to fucking days of our lives. And then I mean, I'm glad they. I mean, I'm glad they didn't kill it, but still, they still got 
a couple. It's a couple episodes that got me like, damn. See, bro, bro, but the the thing is, that's when I felt that the writing got 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 kind of gimmicky because it said, okay, we need a good season finale. Or fifty say, you know what? I don't think I'm dead, but dude, fifty, you're clearly dead. No, 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 no. no. Uh, I'm not dead. That's probably what happened. Now, when Candy came back, I like how they did that up for a minute. But then at that point, so that's when that show, as the kids used to say, jumped the shark. And it was so decent for a while. Then it became the same shit over and over again. Time he goes to get into it. Time he goes to friends again. Time he goes to get into it. Time he goes to uh, friends again. Ghost fucks uh, Angie. Ghost fucks his wife. Ghost fucks Angie. Ghost fucks his wife. Ghost... Girls get kicked out of the club for some reason. Is it is the same shit over and over and over and over again? I got tired of it, bro. Oh man, I, I think it, it was better than that. Man. I mean, the, the Angie and stuff that shit was funny over and over. I think I just like the whole productivity of number one. I love how Ghost sold drugs. Two, I like how Ghost go speak Spanish. Yeah, 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 yeah. If a love, if a love black folks speak Spanish, if black folks speak Spanish fluently like that. Bruh, the motherfuckers are rude goddamn world. I agree. I agree. <laughs> the concept of power is one of the best concepts ever in the TV. The fact that he he uses fucking drug dealing shit to actually go legit, but then everybody in his life, including his wife, the person you would think wants you to be on a straight and narrow. Like his wife was the worst one one who'd be the biggest drug dealer in the game. And then he had the other love of his life of his life who left him and kind of put him towards that bad path because she was gone, came back into his life, and then she turned out to be a cop. That's an amazing concept. Yep. Amazing concept. But like I said, the, the, the execution for 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 the later seasons to me is kind of made everything turn to trash to me. Uh, one of these days, I might fuck with it again, but even when I tried to watch some of, of like, the the eps from the last season, it was so fucking stupid. Like, the fuck episode when, uh, Tasha died? I mean, like, uh, not Tasha. Alala. Mm. That episode was so fucking corny. It was a daytime, so it was fucking days of our lives, bro. It was so <laughs> fucking corny and stupid. Oh, well, you knew she was gonna die anyway, though. Cause she was gonna snitch. Should have died season one with her not acting ass. <laughs> How did she get worse? <laughs> oh man, Tariq got better. She got worse. <laughs> no. And then, and then, like now, like, uh, like she's on the shy now, and and, and the shy is actually a good ass fucking show. I haven't checked. I need to check it fuck out. Fuck with the shot, bro. Checked it out yet. Fuck with the shot. Yeah. That shit's good as fuck too. But then she's on the show with her bad acting and fucking made everybody else's acting performers suffer because of her. <laughs> um. But yeah. Okay. Uh. What award is this again? Uh. Best artist or new artist. Best new artist. Okay. So um. When I thought about the best new artists of the year, I had some trepidation trying to think about one who are some new artists that came out this year for a second i was gonna say uh jake harlow jack Har- harlow like that white dude that, that's that would have been a good pick because like do like do album was also I, okay i'm sorry go ahead go ahead no 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 go, go ahead go ahead his album was a contender for um album of the year because because uh, that shit was good as fuck yeah, and then like dude got float and everything, but then I thought about it, like I like now, but 
I wasn't surprised by him. And then uh, there were there were uh, others who I think did better and surprised me more. And then especially in terms of consistency. So I kind of broke the rules on this one. Because it isn't one artist. But I think that this year I give the award to the best new artist for all of the women rappers out here who are fucking killing the game and holding the fucking game down. There's so many fucking good ass rap songs I like that are, that are by women. Yeah, same here. Because uh, because uh, like spoke about uh, uh, on on our last episode, like we're talking about, uh, like was it City Girl who's talking about? No, it was Sweetie, right? Well, uh, like that song. Yeah. Sweetie got some like got some slaps out, like the song with her and um and a uh, Janie, I okay, what the fuck her name is that? Yeah. Back to the street. That shit cold as fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah, that back yeah, to the street. Yeah. That shit is cold as fuck, bro. Um, also, a song that's annoying as fuck, but the girl who raps it, okay, so like that, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've seen on the gram, like that, that fucking busted challenge, but like, girl, I think my butt getting big, my getting yeah. big, and it's annoying as fuck uh, now. They out there getting Nelly money. Yeah. <laughs> But one person who who did that challenge, like play a different part of the song. Like, wait a minute, this shit sounds like it's kind of slap. That motherfucking song. Have you heard that song for real? Nah, I bro. Oh, the the, the original song. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I heard it. That I can't think what that chick's name is, but that song she killed that shit, bro. Like. Her fucking flow was impeccable. Nothing. She killed that shit. That song cold as fuck. Then uh, fucking Meg isn't new, but Meg put off the cold shit this year. Then you got fucking uh, got Sweetie, the fucking City Girls who are newer to me. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got fucking Queen. Uh, a Queen Nazi got some fucking fire out this year. Yeah, that shit fire. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best year. Or twenty 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 was the best year. For female rap, probably ever, and that's because people like Nicki, people like Lil Kim, aren't as fucking relevant as they were before. Because they were, they thought that they were fucking Highlanders, bro. There could be only one. Yeah. But this new crop of uh, uh, a female rapper sees that their strength in numbers. It's like the female rap in twenty in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one is like ATL in like two thousand four two thousand five. They all came together and made hot ass shit, bro. You know, I never really thought about that. I I, I, I did think about it a little bit, but it was literally like a second and that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because all I thought was like Megan, but then when I think about Sweetie, because I was playing her shit like the fucking yeah, man. Uh, tap in. Tap, tap, tap. That shit called as fuck. That shit called as motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Shoot, uh, I heard that. Uh, I know what's Sweetie got a flute. Sweetie got like she got what? Sweetie got like five or six, bro. I can't think of all names of her songs off the top of my head, but she got like five or six cold ass fucking songs, bro. Uh, my type or the my type? Yep. Yeah, but my type that my type was like at the beginning of the year, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's when they had dropped. Yes, yeah, yeah, Sweetie got a lot of shit. That's what I was like shit. Yeah. When I started looking at digging at her shit, because all she do, she and she flavor it just right. She get a sample. Yep. Flip that shit and then just be like, yo, I'm putting this shit out of the motherfucker. Be like, damn, that shit hit. And then, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mulatto? Yep. 
Cola. Now she kind of manly to me, like like terms of her flow, but like like terms of rap skills, like she man, shit, man, she got it, man. Uh, yeah, like like I said, like like this is because there's so much happening in female rap. I would be remiss if I didn't give them like their fucking flowers. Again, it's, it's not just one artist, but like the female rap is a bit, and then it's not super nasty either. It's about them like being like fucking smooth and shit, like. It's like that with Chris Rock joke. When a uh, fucking male rap came out, then like girl said, suck on my dick, suck on my dick. And the girl be like, he ain't talking about me. That's how I feel about this music. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going back to the streets. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, and I feel as a feminist, that's only fair. Um, I don't think that they're talking bad about all men. They're just talking about particular men who need to go back to the streets. So yeah. And then they ain't trying to scam me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, so my best new artist of the year would be all of the female rappers in 2020, and then uh, and then fucking, I think it's Sweetie. It, it, it's our bring back fucking Doja Cat because like, she just got fucking uh canceled, but now apparently she's back. Yeah, I know. You're right about that. Uh, shit, shit. Uh, with that best friend song. Is that with Sweetie? It might not be, but like it. It's somebody shit like matter of fact let me look at that yeah. shit up. I don't think it's sweetie though. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's sweetie either. It's somebody else. Yeah. It's somebody else's girlfriend somebody too. Else. Yeah. It's like some other rapper girlfriend. Uh I'm gonna tell you right now. Nope, that is sweetie. No, damn. Yeah, sweetie featuring Doja Cat. And also, man, like what's cool about Sweetie, I'm not sure. If seen like her videos, she's also fucking Miss Yelly shit too. Like she has some creative ass videos, bro. Hey, too. So yeah, so um, that's who gets my 2020 best new artist of the year award. All right, uh, shit. Like what else we got on this month? Fuck yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. Culture best project, most track project. Okay, um, I think we're just about done. Because we got Surprise of the Year. No, no, no. We got, okay, so we have Song of the Year left, Most Overrated yeah. Song of the Year, and then we have Surprise of the Year left. So which would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to go with Song of the Year. Okay. And Song of the Year, I'm just, this is a Song of the Year to me. Yeah, sure. I, I'll put it this way. It's your award. Like, you know, it's not, it's not a, yeah, it's not a, oh, this is what everybody was rocking to. And I'm, and I'm gonna go here with you. You you might you might get why I'm gonna go here with it. Okay. Big Sean body language. Never heard it. What? Oh, I'm not a Big Sean fan at all, bro. Medium nah, Sean, right? Well, you you gonna listen to it as I tell you this one. So it's it's off the Detroit Two album, which I think the last one was the mixtape, I believe, because yep. I ain't and never really heard that one. But this one, I, I, I fucks with it. I fucks with it. Uh, body language, he has, uh, uh, how you say her name? <laughs> I can't pronounce it, bro. Uh, Janie Ioki or some shit. Janie, Janie Ioku, or whatever, however you say her name. I, I hope if she's listening, I hope she don't butcher me for it. But she has, guess how, bro, it starts off with a, Detroit classic slow song that me and you both grew up on by Detroit 
R&B artist that had this one song, and it literally traveled throughout the Midwest. I think it traveled from Ohio, Chicago, <laughs> like everywhere. When we were in high school, I have no idea. Who, who, I have no. I, I have no idea what song you're talking about. The song I'm talking about is "Soulful Morning." Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. damn. Yeah, yeah. And he sampled. It. That's crazy. That is crazy. Like, like he sampled that song, bro. Damn. Yeah, and he samples the song. It starts off, and, and when it starts, I hear the beat that doom, doom. I was like, oh shit. And it, I'm like, blue. I, and then I listened to uh, him and, uh, and this right? girl. They they ended up they, they ended up singing it soulful moaning. Uh, they ended up singing throughout the album. They got, uh, what's his name? Ty Dollar Sign. Ty Dollar Sign. I've Ty heard Dollar of this song I should bring it up. I've heard of this song, but like, yeah, I never actually heard the song. Ty Dollar Song is singing the chorus. So he said, body to body, cheek to cheek. So for money, he doing all that. But then you also hear the original artist mm. in the background, you know, say, you know, so for at the background as, uh, Big Shine rap through it. And then, uh, uh, Jenny Ioku, she sings through it. And then it, it just gives it so much flavor. I love, like it hit my soul. And after I started hearing that, bro, I was listening to that shit literally like for like two weeks straight. Damn. Like it did to, to the to the point that my wife was like, "Damn, why did you look up to the song?" I was like, "Shit, I grew up on the the damn sample to the song." Yeah, like, shit. That, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was explaining to her this because she knows she heard that beat before because I played it for mm-hmm. her a couple times, and I'm just like, "Yo, for him to put this on his album, that shit, that's huge." Then when you see the video, the video is funny because the video they take clips from. Uh, Poetic Justice, uh, Love Jones, mm. uh, like all the black love movies. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, uh, even, uh, what is it called? Uh, damn, li- not living single, but, uh, damn, what's the one? Damn, I can't think of, I can't even think of, waiting to exhale. Okay. It has like a small clip waiting to exhale, like it's, it's, it's so, it's good, it's good. Cause like when, uh, like for example, on Love Jones, uh, they got, they take the sample of when, um, damn, why can't think of her name for life? Neil Long? Neil Long, yeah. When she was in the, in the, uh, taxi and she was with her friend and she was like, and, and Jenny, Jenny Anoku, she's playing Neil Long and then it's, this random girl playing her friend and then she was like it's dick it just talked to me <laughs> i died i died laughing when i saw that when i saw that clip man that shit had me rolling check out the video the video dope the songs like off the chain like it's a classic in my eyes anyway yeah. if you're from michigan if you're from michigan or like from michigan or midwest and you grew up on you heard this shit when you heard the sample, if you heard, when you hear this shit, bruh, it's gonna, you all man, you're gonna lie to you. Like, yo, this shit hit me. Yeah. Like, turn that shit up. Like, off rip. <laughs> yeah, bro, cause, uh, back when you first said that you were giving me, like, to fucking listen to the song, like, yeah, no, fuck you not. But, uh, you were right. You were right. You're right. You're 100% right. I definitely want to fuck with it now. 
Yeah, because uh, cause honestly, bro, when you said Soul Pomona, it brought back memories, bro, because I forgot about the song until this oh. very moment. <laughs> I forgot all about bro, that fucking I, song, bro. bro. I, I, I ain't forgetting nothing. Man, I got that shit on an old mix CD. That, that mix CD got to be at least 20 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I remember because I ended up getting it from a friend of mine. He mixed it for me. He burnt it for me. That's, that's uh, for you young folks. That's for when you put the CD in. We used to have uh, Napster. And, Line Wire and uh, Aries Galaxy. Yeah, Line Wire. Yep, yep. And we used to download illegally music yeah. and download it to the CD. And then, boom, you got a burnt CD. You got the whole album. You got a mixtape. Mm-hmm. The whole nine yards. That's back when music was really... Losing money. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, man, I I still got that mug, man. I, be, I forgot all about that song, got, bro. God damn. But I got it on my yeah. I got my Apple Tunes, my Apple Tunes, uh, on uh, Apple Music too. I I had that's. I think that's literally his only song. He ain't never made an album. That's why I, I think he he only got that song literally, and that's it. So I'm surprised it's on there. I'm surprised it's even on Apple Music then. That's what I said. I know. <laughs> and I had to dig for that shit. I was like, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is fucking crazy, bro. Damn. Yep, I'm going to fuck with that song. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> but yeah, so you were right. You were definitely right on that shit. Uh, okay. Um, so my song of the year. I wanted to bring like some real rap to the uh, shit because uh, as people might notice, I'm you're more of the hip-hop purist than I am. Uh, like on this show, because as I said before, I don't mind like like the rap, R&B hybrid music. Because uh, overall, I would say my favorite kind of music that I listen to in my entire life would be R&B. Honestly, um, I do like not like not like soft R&B, but like I prefer the shit. I, I prefer my music to be a little bit more uh, melodious than rap typically used to be. But um, a song I heard late in the year actually just uh captured my uh, attention a lot and there were a lot of other contenders this year but this song i feel like is it's a great rap song and, and, although the hook is kind of kind of um kind of uh melodic but it's definitely a rap song it's about real rap shit that song is uh uh dope game by yf i think yf and lucy yf ynf uh, Lucci, whatever fuck's name is, but uh, it's it's cold ass fuck. It's cold song. Um, have you heard it before? Yeah, I think. But I, have you I, ever I lost somebody to the dope gang? And man, that man, that man, that man, that man. Yeah, yeah, I heard. It. I mean, and like, uh, it, it's a good rap song. It sounds good. Got a good beat. And it actually is talking about shit because people always talking about uh the pros of like, well, not always, but. A lot of focus in music is about the pros of like the dope game, but this song talks about the the pros and the cons on it because like he talk about most of his aunties are uh, uh fucking do dope, his uh his brother's dad fucking died from doing dope, and then he talk about but he can't stop selling dope because the dope keeps swaying because dope sells good. So like uh it, and then uh it, it's probably the best verse by fucking Jeezy I've heard in a long time. Uh, his verse on it cold as fuck. The hook is cold as fuck. Like like probably in the top five hooks of last year and then um and then it comes in yo Gotti, who i typically like but like yo Gotti had no idea what the song was about because he talked about the same shit i was talking about money cars clothes and hoes <laughs> although i typically don't mind when he talks about that i feel like he 
He should have balanced out that verse. We're talking about other shit like the other two artists on the song. The song probably would have been even even better if they took off uh, fucking Gotti and then either left it just those two and put like a, like maybe a second verse by a fucking Lucci on there or put somebody else on there who kind of um, fuck with the whole concept of the song. But, but, but it, overall, I, I think it was a great song and it's my song of the year. Um... Okay, let's see. Um, do you want to do most overrated song of the year next? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, all right. Um, who, uh, if you want, I can go first. Okay, uh, I'll go first. My mo. Yeah, I'll go first. I got oh, it. No, wait. no. Um, I'll be my guest. Oh, okay. My uh, overrated song of the year is it's pretty simple. It's uh, Godzilla by Eminem. Mm. It goes with the most trash album of the yes. year. <laughs> and the only reason why is because basically it could be a club song, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But it didn't wow me. It was literally he rapping fast as hell. Yep. And then you got Takashi six nine, may he rest in peace, hanging <laughs> over the course. <laughs> and then no, 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 it, it, not Takashi six nine. You mean uh, uh, oh, not Takashi yeah. uh, triple T T triple T T X on fuck yeah. Or was it uh <laughs> fucking uh Juice World? No, nah, I want Juice World. Okay, it was it was triple T as an ex tentacion. Yeah, yeah. Let me not get to Kaju Six Nine credit. So I mean, like you said, I mean you said uh, uh, you said R.I.P. So I, I, I forget that was a joke <laughs> about fucking uh, about Snick Nine. But yeah, I mean it. It was good. It, I mean it was alright, but it just wasn't my whole. Oh man, this ain't that wasn't my lean back remix moment. <laughs> I tell you that that wasn't my lean back. That was my smack that fucking goddamn feature moment. That ain't, you know, I, I can name several Eminems that everybody was like, oh shit. I mean, that, that, that right there was not it at all. So with, with that being said, uh, damn, what the hell? But it, that being said, that's pretty much my, my guy for the, uh, yeah. Eminem cannot make footage. Yeah, Eminem cannot make a song for the ladies. He simply cannot do it, or a club song. Every club song he's ever put out to me has been corny as fuck. Yeah, the smack that in my opinion was corny as fuck. He had that uh that song with fuck Nick Dog bouncing that ass on the floor. That shit was terrible. Uh, and I I haven't heard this song, but I've heard about this song, and I thought it was completely trash. But um, my most o- my most overrated song of the year is actually a tie, and it features the same artist who I think last year might have been my best new artist. And while she still is good, it has good 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 tracks out there, especially her song "Cry Baby" with Dub Baby is actually a really good ass song. And and Captain Hook is good, so I say that say this: she can put out quality music. In terms of songs that are overrated, 
WAP is has gotten to the point where it's been oversaturated and overrated as fuck to me. And same thing with Body. Body actually isn't even a good song. Body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. That's annoying as fuck. Nah, nah, nah. It's just annoying. Annoying as fuck. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. And, and I feel like, unfortunately, Meg, although she can make some good uh, rap cuts, when she tries to veer into the pop lane, she gets repetitive and boring as fuck to me. And like, WAP was a major song, as you both said when it first came out, but that shit got so fucking boring because of TikTok and the reels on, on Instagram. They will fuck mm. a song up. All these fucking Instagram models doing the same fucking shit will fuck some shit up. Case in point, WAP and case in point, Body. But yeah, Body, it Web was a good song when it first came out. Body isn't even a good song. Body, body, sounds like the fucking uh, song broke. <laughs> it is just like a fucking nineties, a fucking nineties fucking cassette player that broke. Body, <laughs> oh, it's, it's annoying as fuck. Yes, yeah, so those are my that, those are my two songs that are tied for the most overrated songs of twenty twenty. Okay. <laughs> I, I do like the beat though. It the beat, just, yeah. It just because the beat is like a kind of like somebody. It's, it's a little bit sexual. Yes. The you know and the vibe, yeah, yeah. And then it's just after I listen to it now, it, it it's real catchy. It can catch you, but that's to me that's uh, that ain't this little right here. Mm-hmm. That's not my favorite one from her. My favorite one from her. Uh, like lately, been the uh, uh, off that album was the uh, the one which, damn, because I just remembered uh, the the video. They get it's like an Edward Scissors hands. Oh, with her and uh, Young Thug. Young Thug, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, that is the uh, Don't Stop. Yep. Yeah, that shit go hard. I, I fuck with that shit. Yeah, like Meg is at the point in her career because because of uh, that that uh, Savage song and then uh, Hot Girl Summer and like 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 most rappers do, especially in our era, they serve two fan bases: their pop fan base and then like the real rap fan base. So Meg's pop songs are trash. Like the the best female rapper who, who made pop songs was fucking Nicki Minaj, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But because Meg's pop songs are there are in every one that comes out is worse than the last one. But her her real rap shit is cold because like I said, Cry Baby here, her flow on Cry Baby is crazy, bro. Yeah, I know. And then Meg is still probably, in my opinion, the best female rapper out there if you want to put them in different categories male or female uh but yeah like um she's been a part of two songs that were over- overrated but for a song to be overrated it typically has to be rated pretty well and it typically has to be out there in the popular lexicon as that song as, as those two songs were but for me especially body overrated as fuck and there's no way that every girl on instagram has wet ass pussy there's, there's just scientifically <laughs> Statistically, that that's impossible. <laughs> Some of these chicks have to have sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> Got that macaroni in the pot. And that is a and now every time I make macaroni or I get some and, and then I stir it, my dick gets <laughs> no. a little hard. I have to admit. <laughs> All right, so now um for the last category of the year, 
and on our award show, which is going to be the surprise of the year. So, D Mac, who is getting your your award for the surprise of the year for 2020? Uh, my surprise is he came out last. Uh, he came out last month, the, the beginning of last month, I believe. Yeah, and his name is Buster Rhymes. Mm. Okay. And I, I fuck, I'm a huge Buster Rhymes. Well, I ain't gonna say huge, but I'm a big Buster Rhymes fan. And uh, when I listen to the body work, granted, mm-hmm. it is all over the place. I will say this, it's all over the place. But this is his first album, probably almost like, let's say like 10 years or something like, like that. Yeah. Maybe more than that. It feels like it for sure. <laughs> and when he came on there, he spit, he did his due diligence. Grand, it was all over the place, but the, the, as far as like the content and quality, it was good. Hmm. It, it was, it was on point. Um, like I like the one track where he got a sample of Michael Jackson or, might be Jackson Five, but it's Michael Jackson either way it go. And then it has uh Kendrick Lamar on there. And it's it, it's real catchy. It, it, it caught me. I was like, damn. Um the first three, three or four tracks I like. Um I haven't gotten able to listen to the whole thing uh in its entirety, but so far so good. Like I, I really like it. And I gotta give it to Buzz because everybody been reviewing it saying it's been pretty good, so I had no idea that that came out. I had no idea that the bus rounds even put a project out at all. So yeah, so that's definitely a surprise. Um, and based on based on what she said about it, I might I might actually fuck with that. Um, so my uh surprise of the year is going to be um <clears throat> an album by someone that I thought was just going to be like a flash in the pan and had like a, a, a hit song. Then I had a song that was a remix of that hit song. I'm like okay, this person. If they put out an entire project, it's going to be trash or it's going to, it's going to pander to a certain audience that isn't really my audience per se for this genre of music. But that person is Jack Harlow, uh, who, who, who I, uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier when I, when you're talking about the album of the year or like Bits and Arts of Year, I believe. But yeah, but Jack Harlow's project is a real rap album because he changed his flow up on that shit. He, and there aren't like a lot of single singles on there, which I thought was surprising. I figured him being a white rapper, he would have like a lot of single, driven song but he has like an actual album like talk like he talks about his life on there and like i said his beats are good his hooks are good for the most part his flow is he he, he, he has a lot of flows as he said he, he has a whole of flows you know he has a lot of flows and awesome like butter <laughs> and uh and i i in terms of white rappers he's he, he's probably one of the best because in my opinion uh no disrespect to the dead but I wasn't like a Mac Miller fan. Um, I don't like Little Tay. I think Little Tay is white. Uh, like there's uh, Little Zan. Like uh, I don't like fucking Logic. But Logic, Logic, Roger, he retired anyway. So good, supposedly. Chance rapper, listen to Logic and, and retire, <laughs> bro. Um, yeah, but yeah, like the Jack Harlow album. I forget what it's called, but yeah, like that that's definitely my um surprise of the year cuz that cause that one I played for probably a week straight cuz I kept going back to it. Damn. And like it's a perfect length, it's not too short but not too long cuz sometimes an album can be too long if it's not something that's really engaging, but his album's pretty engaging. Um 
yeah, so that that was my surprise of the year. Nice. So that those were our award for the best of well the uh, I guess best and worst of 2020. Um, so before we get out of here, as we always do, well, let's think about what we should do for our next episode, which I think is going to be a list show. Yeah, because like the last one was a summit, I believe. Um, I have an idea, but before I say my idea, do you have any ideas? No, I don't, I don't got anything right now. Okay. Um, so what do you think about doing? Our top five, in no particular order, artists who had the biggest, and this is inspired by 50 Cent, artists that had the biggest fall off. <laughs> I think that'd be a good one. Right, yeah, yep. So, and I, on that list, I have like 20 I could think of, so like it's gonna be difficult to like narrow it down to five. <laughs> That's a lot of fall. That's a, a lot, lot of, of fall offs, bro. Chingy. Yeah. Mims. Yeah, I forgot about him. Bow Wow. Whew. A little Romeo. Fucking. <laughs> little Romeo. I can say shit about him. I remember he was on that damn love. Not loving hip hop. Growing up hip hop. Hip hop and something. Yeah. Yeah, and that motherfucker literally was on that bitch looked like he about to cry. He was so goddamn mad. I was like, dude, get the fuck off here, man. So old fucking having feeling having ass. Uh, fucking Ace Hood. I don't know about Ace Hood, though. I don't know if he was if fall off. I did hear a project of his just recently. You're probably the only one who heard it. I I, I know you put anything out since he broke his watch on uh, live TV. That's the last time I saw Ace Hood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so all right, so next month in February, people out there in podcast and you have that to look forward to. We're gonna give you uh the our top five rapper fall offs in no particular order. So all right, um that's be it for the show. Like I said last year, we aren't doing sign offs this year because they're too hard to remember. So we'll see you when we see you. <laughs>